What's happening team? Welcome to the Type 1 Movement Podcast where I'm going to be sharing with you my tips, tricks and stories to help you lead the healthiest life possible as a Type 1 diabetic. I'm your host, Type 1 Tom. Just a quick disclaimer, any advice that I give will not overpower your medical professional, so please consult with them first if you're thinking of making any changes. Gang, welcome to another episode of the Title Movement Podcast, and in this episode today, I'm going to give you a double whammy, and I've called it hard times and the compound effect. Two different topics I want to speak about, and there's a few reasons why I want to speak about them. But I will say before we get into it, please leave me a rating and review in the podcast app if you get value from this episode and my podcast in general, as it does just help me reach more type 1 diabetics and more people in general positively impact our community. Also, feel free to screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. You fuckers know the drill. Tag me at type 1 underscore Tom. So, guys... When I get ideas for these podcasts, this isn't scripted, I've got no notes on this, but when I get ideas for these podcasts, it's generally something I've been through or going through at the time, yeah, when I start to speak about this sort of shit. And this is something I've spoke to, obviously I'm not going to say any names, but I've been speaking to quite a few clients recently that are going through difficult times, yeah, and with some of my clients, we hop on a call once a week and we have a chat and it's not... Like being being a co- being the sort of coach that I am, we don't just speak about blood glucose levels, yeah. If someone's in a fucked up state of mind and they're not in the best place, we're not hammering on about glucose levels. We're trying to see how we can get them to a good place. So, being a coach and a mentor, if you like, is not all about that. And I, I think the only time that we know how to speak about shit like this is when we go through it ourselves. How could I coach someone? in a difficult time period in their life if I've not experienced it. You can't, right? So I always like to start with a story. And I'm going to share some up with you guys, not fully in-depth because I'll be honest. Like I am, I'm an open book and I'm, I share a lot with you guys because I want to inspire you, let you know what's possible. Um, and let you know you're not alone if you're going through hard times. But I'm going to share bits of this story with you. Maybe one day I will, because even I'm not comfortable enough to share um, all of it as yet, but maybe one day I will. So a few weeks ago, I spoke about this on a few podcasts, I was going through a really difficult time, a really difficult time. And it, when we go through difficult times, guys, it's like we get a fucking stained glass window put in front of us um, about, and it blocks out all the shit, all the good shit, all the stuff that we have to be grateful for. Now, this episode isn't just going to be applicable to type ones. I'm speaking about it because a lot of my clients have been through it, and this is similar shit to what I've told them and how I dealt with shit myself. But this is going to be applicable to anyone that's a fucking human being, right? So... When we start going through shit times, it's like we get a stained glass window put in us, in front of us, that's hazy, and we just can't see through that window. And on the other side of that window is all the fucking good shit we have, yeah? And a few weeks ago, I was, let's say, in a box built out of stained glass windows. Um... I've been open about my depression and shit like that. I've been through it several times, but this was by far the worst. By far the worst because 
I ended up in a place that scared me a lot. Like, and it takes a lot to scare me. I like to think I'm quite a strong and driven person. Um, and it takes a lot to scare me. But I ended up in a place that um, <laughs> physically and mentally that was very scary. I, I was scared. Let's just say for my own well-being. Um, and to get out of that place was hard. To get out of that place was hard. And this is what I've said to my clients when they've been in a difficult place. And even just you as a human listening to or watching this live. Because it's, I think there's two sides of the coin. One, we all tend to sit and wallow in it for a bit. Let's be honest. We tend to sit and wallow in it about how we're feeling down, how things aren't great in our life. And there was a lot of shit going on for me at the time, like including around like family um, was a big one and, and other stuff. And we like to sit and wallow in it for a little bit. But then we've got the other side of the coin where we need to make a decision that we're going to start to move forward. And it doesn't matter what anyone says to us when we're in that, let's call it stained glass box. It doesn't matter what anyone says to us we need to make that decision for ourselves. And this is something that I said to my clients. And there's one big thing that I say to my clients that I started doing. And I know it seems bullshit at the time. But this is still pretty hard for me to chat about. I'm trying my best because I know it's going to reach someone who needs to hear this right now. Um, as I know, if my clients are going through some shit, then other people are going through some shit, right? So... <sighs> What I say to my clients is, as hard as it is, just jot down every night three things that you're grateful for. Three things that you're grateful for. And at this time, I was doing that every day. And I ended up putting things like eyes, my body, legs. It, it can be anything. It doesn't matter how small. I even put my journal in there. Yeah, I have a client that put a TV in there. Because this is just such a small movement to switch in your focus when you're going through a shit time, yeah? Because these are the things that we forget. We focus on all the things that aren't right, that seem to be going wrong. And then it just builds up and builds up and it builds a story within us that keeps playing and playing and playing and playing. And so we need to intervene that there is things like therapists. I did speak to a therapist. Um, I'll be honest, I spoke to a, a couple of mental health nurses at the time and stuff like that. Um, and they do help, but we need to be willing to take on that and start small. So if you are, so when you do go through a difficult time, or if you are ever, Start by just, you've got this story playing in your head. This is how it starts and it gets worse and it gets worse and that story gets more consistent and consistent. And before you know it, that takes over your whole day. So you need to intervene that somehow. And even if that's writing down three things you're grateful for, it could be sight, it could be smell, it could be food, it could be water. If you attack one, it could be insulin. This is some things that not, not everyone has. And I know they seem small, but it's things that are overlooked. Be honest with yourself. When you wake up in the morning, how often do you ever say, I am grateful for my sight. I'm grateful for my legs. 
You don't. And you may laugh and it may seem stupid and I know that. But it's little things like that that will start to switch that momentum around. And it's going to start to intervene with that story that's holding you in that stained glass box. Yeah. And over time, if you keep doing it, the two will start to switch. Yeah. And this is something I say to all my clients. And you know what? Another thing that is key to remember, when we, like as tight ones, if we feel on our own and secluded, like we're going through it alone. When we come into another community, so when I take clients on and like, hey, they come into my Facebook community, and like, oh my God, that person's got the same issue as me. It feels like, it feels comforting knowing someone else is going through the same thing as tight ones. But I will tell you this, if you're going through, and if you know when you do go through stuff, it might be, an illness of a family member, a breakup, loss of a loved one, hard times, depression. Know that someone else out there in the world, even though our problems are our biggest problems in the world, they, they just matter the most to us, right? But know that someone else out there in the world is going through the same stuff. And this is life. And I always think it's, I think you need to think it's how we deal with it even if you're not dealing with something in the moment but you do start to deal with that after that's still a win if you come out the other end and you don't quit and you give you don't give up that's still a win and it's like i want like to like to say it like when you go to the gym and you lift weights you break down muscle fibers when you're lifting weights they grow back stronger when you go through hard times it's breaking down things inside your mindset that if you get through it, it will come back stronger. Nothing grows from not being broken down. Yeah, hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, things need to be broken down in order to grow physically and mentally. Yeah. So I want you to remember that next time you're going through a bit of a shit time, that you're being broken down. If you can get through it, you're going to start to rebuild and grow. And start by that, three things every day that you're grateful for. Whatever comes to mind, it doesn't matter how small. It doesn't matter how small. I told you, I put my eyes, my sight, my legs, my journal. doesn't matter. It just starts to intervene that story. That's the first thing. Because I know if some of my clients are going through shit, I know someone else out there is going through shit as well. The next thing, completely different topic. The compound effect. So the reason that I'm getting onto this, this is more, it could be like specifically for type ones, but a lot of type ones I speak to are like, diabetes is taking up so much of my day. I'm testing, I'm counting carbs, I'm doing all this stuff and I've got all right control, I've got control, but I don't know how much longer I could keep doing this for. Now guys, I want to tell you why most people fail and why I failed in the past. It's because we think doing the mundane, laborious little tasks, and this is glucose control or anything in life, we think that there's another way. We think there's a faster way, a faster route. And we're also sold that as well, like on, on fucking bullshit social media, that, hey, there's a faster way to do something. When in essence, achieving great glucose control on anything in life comes from doing the small things repeatedly, day in, day out. This is the compound effect. And I want to get it through to you that testing, counting carbs, bolusing, getting a routine in needs to be done 
over and over and over and over and over and over again. There's no other way. There's no quick way to achieve great health or great glucose control. And it's the same with anything in life. It's the same with anything. It's the fucking boring shit that needs to be done over and over and over again. I'll give you an example. My business. My business, I help a lot of type 1 diabetics. How have I, how have I grew it? You want to know how? By doing the small things over and over and over again. What's that? Writing a post. Doing these lives. Doing these podcasts. Checking in with my clients. Responding to them. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's the small things over and over and over, day in, day out. And it's the same with your glucose control. It's testing, it's carb counting, it's movement. It's the same thing that gets boring, but that's why people fail because it gets boring. They can't be consistent. And I know because I've been there in the past. But once you get through that mindset that there's something else is some other way, that's when you'll start to get great results. Because like I say, so many type ones to speak to. I'm getting all right glucose control, but I don't think I can sustain this because I'm, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. I'm like, hey, that's the fucking life of a type one diabetic, mate. Deal with it if you want great glucose control. It's the small shit. It's the boring shit done day in, day out, repeatedly. And it's the same for anything. Guys, if we want to get in better shape, what do we do? Or look at pro level athletes, what do they do? They go to the gym, they train, they eat well, they do it repeatedly, day in, day out, over and over and over again. It's repetition. Repetition is the only way to succeed. It's repetition. You put the fucking reps in. It's like in the gym again. Put the reps in, see results. Same in life. Same with glucose, glucose control. The same with anything. Put the fucking reps in repeatedly and they compound over time. Little example here, I'm shit at maths, so I'm not going to tell you them results. But let's say, if I said to, let's say there's two people, and one of them gets offered three million pounds, and the other one gets offered a penny, but the penny doubles in value every single day. Yeah? One person takes the three million, one person gets a penny, but that doubles in value every single day. A lot of people would choose the three million. But at the end of like, say, 30 days or a couple of months, if you was to choose the penny and it doubled in value every single day, you're going to have more than the three million. Yeah. We're not finished yet. Turn that shit down. We're not finished. And this is this is just a small example of why we want shit now. We want, sh you know, quick fixes and stuff like that. And we, we think that there's an easy way to it. And it can't be, it can't be as simple as doing the, the simple shit. It just can't be that simple. No, I'm not having that. I want great glucose control. We'll test more. Watch what you're eating. Move around, run some tests. That's too simple. I'm not having that. That's what it's down to at the end of the day. Yeah. Same. I want to get in better shape. All right. Well, just start eating a little bit better, drink a bit more water, go and exercise, move around a bit more, get decent sleep. No, that, that, that's too simple, I'm not having that. 
But that's the shit that works. Done repeatedly, day in, day out, that compounds over time. And I speak about a lot, a lot about the 1%, 1% better every day. 1% better every day over a month, that's 30%. That's a lot. That is a lot. So if you're getting 1% better every single day at a certain task, or within yourself, your glucose control, that adds up a lot over a month. And then you're over two months, that's 60%. Do you know what I mean? It adds up. And we need to realize this. We need to realize that it's the small things done repeatedly, day in, day out. And people quit when it becomes mundane. That's why I always say to my clients, guys, right, someone, now they've got great glucose control, your health's tip top, sweet. Don't get complacent because the shit that got you that is the things that you need to keep doing. And that's the hard part. Achieving something is hard, but it's the easiest part. The hardest part is staying consistent with it. Because that's when people get bored and fall off. I've been doing this for a while now. Uh, it's getting a little bit boring. That's the way that it is. That's the way it is. Yeah? So that's the compound effect. Small things done consistently, day in, day out. It's when people try and do big things and hope for fast results that they fail because it's too much and it's overwhelming. That's it for this episode. Just wanted to come on and share a few thoughts, the ones on hard times, for someone that maybe needed to hear that. And the compound effect, That to remind you, on the compound effect, guys, if you're making small changes right now, fucking good on you. Keep doing it. Keep doing it and don't ever think, oh, I'm not really where I want to be in that. Fuck off. Stop thinking about the end goal and think about the here and now and the shit that you're doing. Yeah? Think about the here and now and do it repeatedly, day in, day out. Stop thinking about the end result. There's a good saying as well. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the process and results will come. You need to fall in love with the process of doing something. Yeah? You need to fall in love with the process for whatever you want because it's through that process that you will get the goal. If the end goal is the only thing on your mind, you will fail every single time. If a better HbA1c or better timing target range is the only thing on your mind, you will fail every single time because you'll get that and you've not enjoyed the process, so you can't stay consistent with it. You need to fall in love with the process. Yeah? And why wouldn't you want to? Why wouldn't you want to fall in love with, let's call it yourself, your health? Mind, body, and soul. Why would you not want to fall in love with yourself? Yeah? That is it, guys. That is it. If you got value from this episode, please leave me a rating and a review as it does help me reach more type 1 diabetics. And guys, thank you very, very much for listening to this episode. I do hope you've got something from it. And if it was a hard time section and you needed to hear this, know that you will be okay as long as you keep pushing through and don't stop. I don't care how slow you move forward as long as you don't fucking stop ever. <laughs> ever. Don't stop. You're always going to be moving forward. And as for the compound effect, guys, fall in love with the process. The results will always follow. Always. That is it, guys. Thank you very much for your time. I hope you have a mega day or have had a fucking mega day whatever time it is when you're listening to this. Till the next episode, guys. Take care of yourselves. Much love. Peace.